10 of our bonus podcast. Woo! 10! We're now in double digits. Yeah! We're not quite caught up to the guys yet. They're at 140-something. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> they go weekly. I know. We're never going to catch up. No. We're always going to be at least half behind. But now we're 10. Now we're 10. <laughs> I'm sitting here at the table with Brandy. Hey. And with Thalia. Hello. And we thought we would do, since we're at... Podcast number 10, we do a little bit of a junk drawer one in terms of bringing out just different ideas and a whole bunch of different topics. So we thought we'd just start off with did you know random things about Northview? Did you know, did you know, did you know, did you know? So what are some of the did you know things, Brandy, that you think are important for people to know? Uh, Well, I would like to let everyone know that we have once again started the blog. Uh, the blog is up and running on northview.org where um, our pastors are... Writing on different topics, different mm-hmm. information. Yeah, good to, if you're not a, you know, download, podcast, listen in your car or in your house while you're baking kind of person, <laughs> and you're more of a sit down and read and you process better that way, then um, the blog is there and yeah, can be shared. Always yep. good to be shared on Facebook and other multimedia and you can comment sites. and we are we'll required respond. to get back to you yeah. <laughs> required. you're required <laughs> to get actually required to answer <laughs> you do if somebody comments yeah. i get all kinds of uh, pressure to say uh, thalia somebody has commented please get back so it makes to it for an interactive oh. kind of blog it's kind of fun well now i'm gonna comment <laughs> now we're in trouble yeah. but there's a bunch of other stuff too mm-hmm I love that people are hanging out for coffee and tea after the services. That area around the new atrium and the cove and the info booth is just full of people for sometimes like at least half an hour after the services. Well, there was that one Sunday, both Thalia and I were here. I was pastor on call and Thalia was the MC. And we thought we'd have time between service to have like a little meeting or something. But it was like between the yeah. 9 and the 11, we could not. No. Like not that we wanted to it get was away, full. but it was, there was people everywhere yeah. the whole time. It did not empty out. No, Saturday uh, nights too. People yeah. are sticking around, hanging out, hanging chatting. Out. And, the, good. and the Cove is going to be getting its decorative facelift. Mm-hmm. It's getting a fireplace and... Some furniture? Fireplace? I don't. I actually don't know. It can't be gas. I hope be? it's just like I hope it's just a bonfire in the middle of the room. There's a big <laughs> enough roof. Let's yeah. just it's a poster. Let's just yeah. put like a big like one of those teardrop ones. Yeah, one of those teardrop ones. No, just like it's like one of those Shaw fireplace things on TV. You know, it's probably the, the hand goes in and changes the logs around. <laughs> I the love. Plaid, the plaid I love arm. the hand. Yeah. I, one time I'd love it to be just like this ridiculously manicured with like fake gel, gel nails and like bling and rings just going yeah. in. And like, What's the equal <laughs> girl fireplace? <laughs> yeah. Fireplace uh-huh. hand, right? And then like drops the log. Ah! Burns has to rub the hand. That's what I would do if I was the fireplace hand. <laughs> I'd really make it worth it. A little entertain, and then like thumbs up, like yeah. <laughs> I don't think we're having that in the cold, no? though. No, I don't <laughs> think so. But it's got to be, like, kid-friendly and all that, so it's probably, like, a fireplace with a five-foot, like, brick wall mm-hmm. around it. Probably. <laughs> so kids don't burn themselves. Never on, because it might get hot. Children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them on a leash. So I was looking in the sanctuary the other day from the front, which I haven't for a while because I often sit on the side, and there's, like, two crosses there now with a brick wall behind them yeah. and lights. And yeah. And it looks very cool. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's a very, yeah, nice effect. Mm-hmm. It's a nice addition to the sanctuary. Huge thanks to, to Dave Berg, our yes. uh, facilities manager, director. Sure. And our designers. Does everything. Does everything, dude. Yeah. Dave Berg, otherwise known as Super Dave. Yes. Who put 
he puts a lot of hard work into um, the work he does with the sanctuary and I mean sorry worship center <laughs> with the worship center and and really investing in that being a place of focus on Christ and yeah he really sees his work as his ministry which it is and it, it is yeah it's amazing yeah yeah so props to Dave Berg for those crosses they're really beautiful yeah mm-hmm. Dave Heidebrick is hanging out in the lobby between services, I think, almost every week. Yes. Uh, so that if you have people that are new here and want to connect and don't know how to connect or just have questions about the church, he's always grabbing whoever's pastor on call to be with him. So yeah. There's always somebody there. So if you're here on Sunday mornings and want to talk, that's a good thing. The atrium, too, is pretty cool on Sunday, well, during the services. So if you have kids with you that can't get into Kids Town or whatever, Northview Kids, and you don't want them to be in the service, they have the atrium set up with little coloring sheets and tables and toys, and you yeah. can go in there with your kids and watch the service on screen. So And don't worry, there's safety baby plugs in all the outlets around that room. <laughs> have you tried to <laughs> plug in? I've had to plug in my laptop for a class in that room every Wednesday, and I feel like a fool going, I can't get this plug <laughs> Get out of the wall! It's brandy-proof as well as baby-proof. Well, it's true. Good, you know, <laughs> you could get a knife and try to. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, get a metal knife and jam it in there to try and pop it open. Yeah, that <laughs> wouldn't be at all unsafe. No, no. <laughs> the fire marshals walking by would be totally happy with that. Yeah. So let's just yeah. be clear for those who might not even know: the cove is where the former prayer room was. Oh my! Just in case people don't know, that's the name of that well, area. Well, it's the big hollow cave yeah. area that has nothing in it. That so has... it's been called the yeah. cove. So yes. when we're talking about the fireplace in the cove, that's where that is. There's no fireplace yet. No. Almost. No, no it's empty room right now. Yeah. <laughs> empty space. Anything else? And then the atrium yeah. is that yeah. is the room just past that that's all glass yeah. windows. Just past the little coffee bar info booth. Just in case. Because we use these words. I know. Yeah. But people here are here only once a week and so sometimes There's lots of things you know, there's that a lot of we think people should know and yeah. they just don't know. And they yeah. don't know. <laughs> and if you go to Center Court, just come out of Center Court, go left and go find out what's going on in the middle of the church. Oh, yeah. center court people don't do that. I know they don't. <laughs> but I'm <telling> out. <laughs> As a center down. court person, yeah, we don't want to mix with the other people. So You're missing a lot, though. <laughs> You're just too cool. <laughs> so the other thing we wanted to talk about, well, as we're going into other topics, because it's a bit of a, yeah, a couple of different things we want to talk about, was the apologetics conference um, that is taking place at Northview, was taking place at Northview May, March. What are, dates are we here? 7th and 8th? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we wanted to talk a little bit about apologetics, what it is, uh, what we know about it, how it is useful to us, where it is not useful to us, because mm-hmm. there are limits to it. Um, so do you want to share, I think you have the verse there that Andy uses, Thalia, or nope, one I, of you had it? Brandy so. does. Yeah. Got it. And she's going to give us the definition first <laughs> yeah. of apologetics. Oh, yeah. Well, because we want, I, you know, we were talking about what we should talk about today. And one of the things that I thought was... You know, with our podcast, we want the purpose of this podcast to be something very practical and not assume that everyone in our congregation is, you know, seminary level or, yeah. you know, having these things. And so we use words like apologetics and sometimes maybe don't, you know, we kind of rush by them and people don't know what that means. And yeah. so you kind of feel like you're in you're a community that's like, I'm not going to ask. Like, I don't know what that means, but I don't want to feel like an idiot. So it's like you finally found out what a pack was last week. Right. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, like yeah. everyone keeps saying, oh, yeah, the pack thing. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, well, I don't want to ask. Oh, yeah, that. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. 
<laughs> so yeah, you would probably naturally assume it has to do with apology or something, right? Like, well, like, well you that's really what I thought originally. So apology, apology genetics is that yeah. what, gen, I'm apologizing from a genetics? <laughs> yeah. That's what I would maybe think it is. That's no, so not no. true. So no. so hey, we're just gonna lay it out on the table. Apologetics definition is basically uh, giving reason for what you believe, right? Yeah. A defense of the faith would be another way that people will. Um, it's a Greek it. word from apologia. That made me sound really smart. Yeah. Andy said that. Did I just say? Yeah. Didn't I just say we were making this really accessible? Yes, accessible. Uh, yeah, but now, you now you're smart. so smart. Come on, Greek word. Apologia. That sounds like something I would order on like an Italian menu for dessert. <laughs> What's your hummus? Um, I'll have an apologia <laughs> a la mode. Uh huh. <laughs> That's exact. Like I just, just pictured some apple exactly. tart pastry dish. Mm. Okay, I gave up brandy. sweets for Lent. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so. Yeah, uh, the verse uh, comes from 1 Peter uh, chapter 3, and is verse 15. Um, but in your hearts honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. There is a lot packed into that there verse. There is a lot packed into that verse. So um, main ideas. Yeah, main ideas. Always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason yeah. for the hope that is in you. So people responding and asking you questions about your faith or why you believe in Jesus, or even if it's in a mocking tone or a serious inquiry, um, always uh, being prepared to have an answer for the hope that you have for mm -hmm. the gospel, for why you choose to believe in Jesus Christ, why you think uh, following scripture is the best way to flourish as a human being and the best way for the world to flourish. So and it talks in that verse about kind of the attitude that we go about it with mm -hmm. too, right? With mm -hmm. gentleness and what is it? Gentleness and gentleness kind of... and respect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do it with gentleness. Yeah. So it's not just being ready to give in a defense in a very, yeah, no, angry it, or confrontational no, kind of way. Right? Not necessarily but an angry debate. Yeah. And that, and that can be a misunderstanding of apologetics, yes, it, but yeah, that's it what it been. is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That it's, the way I see it is there's kind of two sides to it. There's apologetics for Christians in the sense of um, being convinced within your own mind that what you believe actually is valid. Yes. <laughs> like that we're not going after something that's vain, right? So we want to know within ourselves that there is a reason for the hope that we believe. We don't want to think, oh, I'm just believing it because yeah, I not have so much faith. Precious Moments Christianity or Buffer Sticker Christianity. Yeah. like actually having some intelligence behind what we believe. Yeah. yeah. Or even probably the more common is traditional Christianity. Yeah. Right? And you run into this in, with marriages and all these kind of things where it's like, well, I thought they were a Christian, but yeah. they were a traditional Christian in the way of like, well, my family was always a Christian and I was more a part of the culture of Christianity yes. yeah. Yeah. than really knowing why I believe what I believe yeah. and yeah. having a logical reason. Yeah. Because God that. gave us a mind. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to use it, especially when it comes to our faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. We just had a guy. Uh, Dr. Gary Habermas, who's one of the speakers at the Apologetics Conference, also talked to pastors from around the area. And he talked about the fact that Paul, as a um, biblical author, is respected intellectually because the way he philosophically argues for mm -hmm. things. And so even though people don't necessarily agree with his conclusions, if they're not of faith, they he's highly respected in intellectual yeah. communities because he was such a good arguer. Yeah. Like he, yeah. they, people look at his writing in Romans and books like that and say, this guy was a smart guy. Yeah. yeah. And oh, so sure. we want to, yeah, use our, use our faith intelligently. So I think it has that aspect for Christians and then also for, for as we share the gospel with other people, yeah. um, being able to articulate that in a way that we look like, yeah, 
we're not just believing because because our grandma did, or yeah, because the Bible says, yeah, or whatever. For sure. Yeah, we have other reasons for it. So, and yeah, my big thing about it being somewhat sometimes it has this, uh, you know, hot button kind of popular swing to it, right? And I would think even within North U, yeah, we're you know have hosted the the conference and we we sort of, we umbrella the Apologetics Canada organization now, yeah. and yeah. so it can seem very like. It's coming at us from all different sides. Yeah. Um, my first thing and our church's first thing, I'm sure, would be that you you shouldn't look into studying apologetics and reading some of the stuff if you're not reading the scriptures. Yeah. Uh, if you're not point. if yeah. you're not if you don't know the wealth of scripture, if you're not familiar with the character and nature of God, the authority of scripture and all these kind of things, um, some of that it, you know, the apologetics will give you an outline of that. But then you get this imbalance where someone doesn't know the wealth of scripture, but they know so much about the evolution debate or, yeah. you know, creationism yeah. and all yeah. this because that's what they're passionate about, but they don't know the full wealth of God's nature and God's. And so then they do become this argumentative debate creation person that people right. are like, don't get in a conversation with them. It <laughs> always comes back to that, you know? And so if you're, if you're interested in apologetics, my first recommendation would be make sure that you're in Scripture and you've read and, and are aware of the wealth of God's yeah. character and his nature, first and foremost. First and foremost. That's first a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, because you don't want to get so busy trying to make faith understandable that you, you lose the basics of what the faith is too, right? Right. Because you can sometimes try yes. so hard to explain yeah. something, but you're not right. you know, staying true to the basic things that you can't cross. Yeah. Yeah. And then you become... And the risk is you become imbalanced in your in your expression of faith, and it becomes more this mental argument, and it doesn't become a, a love. Yeah. Right. You 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 lack that stirring of affections for Christ. You yeah. lack that just that heart expression. Of that head and yeah. Heart. The head and, and heart. We're talking about that at staff meeting too, yeah. right? Like you yeah. don't want to just go, and the pendulums can swing either yeah. all the way to the head and or all the way to the heart, and yeah. there's got to be balance in between there yeah. of us still. That's why I loved when I took a class with J.I. Packer at Regent. He oh, said, lucky. Yeah, but he's just so good in the sense that theology has to tr- translate into love. If this if it doesn't make you love God more, yep. just don't be doing it. Like, yep. it has to, yeah. Your head has yeah. to be influencing your heart. Orthodoxy has to turn into orthopraxy. Yeah. Yeah, it has to work itself out. It has to, what did he say? It has to lead. Theology should lead to doxology. That was a oh, yeah. Phrase. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So if it's just totally not, then yeah, it has to have both intertwined. And that's something that I've experienced in my own life as I've gone through studying theology and studying different aspects of God. And, um, and uh, you know, to be totally raw and honest, that when I came to the doctrine of um, uh, predestination yeah. and uh, I was like going through it and, and understanding it and getting this, but that was the piece that was missing. And like just even asking those around me who have gone through the process, my question was, okay, I can understand this theology and mm-hmm. I can understand the stance of this, but it hasn't moved to worship. Hmm. This actually hasn't made me look at God and say, yeah, like I love you more because of this. Yeah. And then have asked people, like, how do you, how has this hmm. doctrine of God actually expressed itself in your life as worship to God? And that has helped me. That mm-hmm. helped me like more understand and and then create just, because I don't want to just learn things and be like, oh, okay, well, 
good to know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want everything that I learn about God to turn into, yeah, doxology. Yeah. Oh, J.I. Packer. I know. He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out, Knowing God, J.I. Packer. <laughs> yeah. Good book. Read it. I think so, one of the questions I've encountered or one of the difficulties I've encountered is that the fact that some people are afraid to ask the big questions mm-hmm. because they feel that they should have only the emotions for God. They should love God simply because mm. he is or because their parents have told them to. Where mm. I often tell people, you have a mind. God gave you a mind. He's a big God. And if he is a big God, which we believe, then he can handle big questions. So don't be afraid to put the big questions before him, expecting to learn about them, mm-hmm. expecting that God will teach you. And mm-hmm. if all truth is, if God is the author of truth, you know, all different truths, like scientific truth, all these truths will eventually line up, right? Yeah. Like, so we just we don't need to be scared of mm-hmm. no we don't need to shut down people who have big questions but instead encourage them ask yeah. your big questions research it look into it yeah 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 so what are some of the resources that Apologetics Canada has that you guys are aware of uh, for people that want to engage in apologetics oh there are so many resources there's tables full but a couple that I can speak from from personal experience is uh, Clear Minds Dirty Feet by John Morrison he's our own in-house staff person works for Apologetics Canada Mm -hmm. my son Carter read it and said it was really great it's uh, I haven't read it yet but um, Carter gave a good testimony for that one (laughs) (laughs) all right Carter read it and Carter is how old grade 9 14 boom yeah yeah I know he's really keen on this and the other ones are The Case for Faith and The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. And the good things about those is they have books that are aimed at an adult audience. And they also have books that are aimed at more of a middle school audience, um, the youth version. But they are aimed for more, what, 10 to 12 is what I'd say. Yeah. Dan Sparrow has done it with the middle yes. school with great success. Gets yeah. them thinking, yeah. gets them involved in the big questions. Yes. Yeah. High schoolers can read, or I would recommend high schoolers yeah. read the, the adult, adult version. version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then uh, on ApologeticsCanada.com, which is obviously their website. Um, yeah, Andy definitely recommends if you're if you're just interested, like where do I start with this apologetics? Yeah, yeah. Like where do I? It's it's there's all these books and all this like ah, where do you start? Um, Andy and Apologetics Canada, along with uh, Cassiar MediaWorks, who also uh, Northview, well, they're members a lot of, of people, members yeah. of Northview, and yeah. and a lot of people involved in. Um, in Northview with that uh, production company. They produced a series called The Thinking Series, um, which goes through uh, five main questions that uh, non-Christians and Christians alike um, ask. And they are, is there life after death? Mm-hmm. Uh, why is there evil? Do all religions lead to God? Does God exist? And what is the meaning of life? And the video series is done in a way that there are a, there's about a five minute story, um, story <clears throat> video, uh, and then uh, there's a package of questions and things like that, and you can dialogue with the, with the question. With the if you're in a small group, if or you're in with a small your kids, group, your family, your or family, yeah. yeah. And then there's a nine minute uh, teaching video by Andy Steiger, um, which addresses the question. And then they have, um, specifically, we'd like to let you know that on the website, you can follow apologeticscanada.com, and then you can follow to the thinking series, and there's downloadable resources. I mean, you can they're going to have that you can download the videos mm-hmm. the online, but you can also pick them up from Northview. You're talking about the videos from the conference. The video, No, the, the, video, the, the, the thinking, thinking series, series comes okay. in a DVD yeah, yeah. and has it all on the DVD, and yeah. there's question cards that help you lead it. Um, but if you're a family as well and you want to start doing this as an addition to the family devotionals that you already do because you're an amazing Christian family <laughs> and you do those things, um, there's a family uh, 
discussion resource that's with it. It's also downloadable and is written on a very easily accessible level. It's not, it's very intro to apologetics. So that's where we kind of want to lead you is the thinking series is a great 101 intro mm-hmm. to yeah. apologetics if you're interested. And to some of the big questions that people are asking, right? And totally. so like Andy said today when we were talking to him, uh, you need to ask the questions that people are, are Inter- interact with the pe- questions that people are asking because then it affirms to them that you understand where their minds are at and yeah. it kind of lets their defenses mm-hmm. go down. Okay, I un- they understand what my problems are, what my questions are. And once you can do that and establish that, it just establishes trust right away with For somebody, sure. right? Yeah. That you're validating their questions are real questions and they're worth ans- worth finding out answers for. Yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. We, were, we were talking earlier about even just that with the teenagers I've said, that, you know, there is this understanding of apologetics being something that you feel like it's this, like, people are just firing questions at you and you have to always be like, bah, bah, here's my answer. Here's my answer. Bah. Like, and even with that verse, like, be ready for, you know, be ready for any yeah. response. And we have to have these, like, it's this idea that we have to have this succinct, like, one statement answer to like, well, here's the answer to that. Bring it on. What's the next question? <laughs> you know, here's the answer to that. Whereas I've talked with a lot of our kids about the fact that, like, I want you to be more, think about it more like you're an archaeologist. So your your job is actually to, like, get to know that person, listen to that person, what their story is, and find out what frame they're looking through the world mm-hmm, at. Mm-hmm. So this is where it's important to look at the different worldviews that people have. Individualism, existentialism, moral relativism, like, all of these worldviews that exist and the structure with which they're viewing the world through so that you can speak into their life with the truth of the gospel with or the truth ask of questions that lead questions. them yes. towards yes oh lead, yeah. i haven't thought of it that well, way well yeah. yeah if we're asking yeah. if you're asking a question about homosexuality that's a really interesting question i'd love to dialogue with you about that um but that's sort of a question of what you believe is right or wrong so how do you determine what is right and wrong and so you're just you're taking the base you're, you're getting to that base question yeah. of authority because i'm mm-hmm. not going to come at them with scripture if they're uh, their function and their mm-hmm. structure of life has scripture has no authority in no, that place. So I'm not going to be sense. like, well, because the Bible says so. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be like, great, bye, <laughs> yeah. see you later, you know. But asking the further question of, well, how do you determine what is right yeah. and wrong? What is the, and this is sort of getting at the heart of apologetics, yeah. like getting into those discussions. When I meet with women, I often will listen to them for like a full 45 minutes, close to an hour before I even start to talk. And then I often, because they're adults, I'll often send them back with some resources to see if they'll start to do some digging on their own. And then we can dialogue because I don't want to be somebody's resource fully. Hmm. They need to also look in their Bibles. They need to look at some of the websites like the Apologetics Canada. They need, I need to see if they're willing to dig a little bit on their own and look for the answers. Yeah. So what are some of the other limits of apologetics uh, in terms of, like, you can't spoon feed it to people. No, no. You can't argue them into heaven. No. Right? We can't, like, say, what? That would be I, nice. I have would everything have lined up. I will convince you. What are the other? Or send them to limits? Andy. He could convince them. And then yeah, some, some parents think, yeah. yeah, I'll just send my kid to Andy. Yeah. yeah. It's not so what are the work. limits of apologetics? And, what, and I think they self-admit, too. I mean, I, they would, right? Yeah. But for sure. Well, we know that the Holy Spirit is a key component yeah. because the Holy Spirit opens eyes, opens minds, changes lives. So without the Holy Spirit, no change is going to happen. So I think yeah. when I've heard Andy and them talk about it, um, they'll say what they're trying to do is kind of remove objections that people have, yeah. like the intellectual objections. But they realize that after that, it's a work of the Spirit, right? Yeah. Because there's going to be people that 
will say, I understand what you're saying, but I don't want to believe it. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and it becomes a heart issue at some point. So those who love they, prayer, yeah. prayer is key because oh, you have to continue to pray for your family, yeah. your friends, that the Holy Spirit would open their eyes and their minds and their hearts. Which is a working the soil for yeah. the seed to be planted. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it isn't all prayer mind, work. it's also yeah. heart and prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Realizing that the Holy Spirit is the author of, well, Christ is the author of salvation and the Holy Spirit is the one who does the work in the hearts. Um, I will quote our great and fearless leader, Jeffrey Bucknam, (laughs) um, really uh, respects the fact that the man can argue over a loaf of bread, probably. Um, (laughs) He's a great, great, you know, speaker and debater and, and yeah, uses his intellect well, but I love that he's also humble in, in the way that he has talked before. And I know he said it in messages that um, there were times, especially when he was younger, that he was out to win the argument and not the man. Yeah. And he realized, you know, that that was something that doesn't bring honor and glory to God. No. And that, yeah, you, you get into this, it's a temptation to get into this. I'm going to beat you over the head with my mental prowess, yeah. with my intellectualism. Um, and we're not in it to... Uh, proclaim the gospel and see this heart of stone turned. And I think immediately what you said, Thalia, is that the prayer, I mean, the prayer changes that. Not only the prayer for the person and that their heart would be changed, but to pray for you that your heart your heart and your your words and your mind would be salted with grace and mercy as well as love, as well as reason and yeah, intellect yeah. and clarity uh, above, above and beyond that Christ is clarified in how we're speaking and how we're engaging like that verse said gentleness and respect (laughs) yeah well and what came out today and what i've thought of often too is um as gary habermas was speaking he said 70 to 80 percent of people that are doubters are emotional doubters Mm -hmm. they're not doubters because of fact they're doubters because they've been hurt by the church or but hurt by a situation god hasn't shown up the way they thought he should and so they doubt and so a lot of it is emotionally tied in and so Mm -hmm. it doesn't help to intellectually you no, know, we have to talk to we their pain. To both. We yeah. have yes. to hear where they've come from yeah. and yeah. why yeah. they're hurting. Yeah. yeah, One of the greatest responses to that that I've heard and that I've used, um, another props to Dr. Dave Curry. This was years ago, and he had said that when he was addressing, um, uh, when he was addressing someone who had been hurt by the church and the person had admitted, Dave just started by saying, "Can I just apologize for that?" Like, let me just, as a, as someone who represents Christ and you've been hurt by someone who said they represented Christ, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry that someone who said they love Jesus treated you that way or said that to you yeah. or made those horrible comments or, yeah. and I was just like, genius. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. And, yeah. and, and that has just broken down walls. I've had conversations with people who have been hurt by the church and I've used that and started with that. Like, yeah, I am sorry because that... There's scar tissue there, yeah. and that is toughened over time and, and makes your heart not permeable to hear the love of God anymore because someone misrepresented Christ, and, yeah. and you've been injured by that. So, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And not a lot of Christians seem to say, I'm sorry so well, we much. We feel like you we know? need to defend. We defend, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Why don't you pray into that Okay. we end this segment? Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, Heavenly Father, God, thank you so much for... Um, for your word that gives us Mm -hmm. guidance, gives us knowledge and wisdom and life and um, trains us in in which way we are to go, how we are to 
move, walk, and have our being, Lord. Um, thank you that uh, when it comes to all of these issues, we can look to it um, to give us guidance and and how to speak with one another in love and how to, um, Lord, proclaim your gospel to those who do have questions, to those who um, are in our lives and are not following you. Lord, I pray for all of us and our listeners that um, we would be not, well, Lord, that we would not be lazy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that we would not be lazy and, and um, hope that someone else would have a conversation with that person mm. or hope someone else who's smarter or all of these things would engage that person because they need it. But Lord, that we would um, see that you have placed us in a certain time and a certain circle of influence for a certain reason. Mm. There's a reason we are in relationship with these people. And uh, that reason is to uh, proclaim the gospel through our actions and through our words and to engage them um, with with you. And so, um, Father, I pray that you would create in us a, a spirit of prayer for those in our lives that need to know you. And, um, Lord, a spirit of um, intellectual and spiritual hunger mm. to know your word more and that it would be fervently on our minds and on our lips. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm. Yes. Lord, may, uh, may many come to know you through um, through our church and through the different, um, yeah, the different areas that you have us serving in, Lord. Yeah. Ask this all in your name. Amen. Amen. So we'll end off uh, as our tradition. Tradition number 10, our rant number 10. <laughs> is on what this time? Actually, I think it's called In My Opinion. <laughs> We're changing rant. into <laughs> rant. Okay, I won't change in the name. In My Opinion, yes, <laughs> is on devotionals. In my opinion. In my opinion. Meh. We'll, we'll be a little careful because yeah. we don't want to wreck people's idea of doing devotionals, but we have some strong opinions. <laughs> well, I went through... When You're my, way too nice. <laughs> when my kids were kind of at that preteen age and I went to go find something for them, and I could basically on the shelf, I think I found one that was based in reading the Bible. Like the majority yep. of them were like a sports figure yep. or some yeah. teen girl. Um, the teen girls were ones who were like... Uh, People who had been singers or whatever yeah. writing it. And they were decent. Like, it wasn't like they were saying bad stuff. But there wasn't very much that was based on, read this Bible story and let's no. talk yeah. about it. No. And so usually, the one that I did find, that's the one I picked that had. Yep. That's it's usually based on one verse or half a verse. Out of so, context. Yes. So we would advise you to be careful. Yeah. I would advise you to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. This is. I am annoyed by these. I'm so annoyed by these. Yeah. The devotionals. You walk into your bookstore or Amazon or whatever, and it's just like there's so many that are. You want to talk about an individualism like worldview? Like you go. It's alive in the, in in because devotionals. It's all about me, it's because it's all about you. The yeah. devotional is all about you, and it's not about God. Like every, almost every devotional that's out there is about you. Like, oh, devotional time for moms, devotional time for firefighters. But devotional it has to, time and it has to look pretty. I, oh my goodness. Yeah. And even like the teen ones, like don't even get me started on teen stuff. Like, oh, like, oh, let's make it a girl devotional. Oh, it's, it's made to look like a magazine. Yeah. Oh. And then you, and then you like wonder why it's like, oh, I can't get my kid to read the Bible. You devotional magazine thing. Like Chicken what? soup for the soul kind of ideas. Oh my gosh. It yeah. just, and it, yeah, it's like, oh, here, read a story and then pray this prayer like oh, yeah, 
<laughs> so are we actually reading the Bible here, the three of us at the table? Are we? Can we encourage people to read because we are reading? I know that I'm still yes. working through the chronological you know, reading of the Bible. I've just finished Samson and Judges. Oh, there's a good story. Yeah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, okay, there are devotionals out there. There are some that are great and good. Like, some are but good. we're just saying look for ones that are God-oriented, yes. that are biblically yes. oriented, and not just yeah. a certain one verse at a time oriented. Yes. Yeah. There are a larger portion of scripture that you're reading through and, re- yes. and reviewing. And make sure that you read a lot of scripture as opposed to a lot of little nice stories. Yeah. Like, in your in, in terms of feeding yourself yeah. spiritually. Yeah. We don't want to have a diet of only little stories with a verse here and there. We actually want to have a diet of scripture. And Bible study and things like that. Yeah, and evaluate your devotional even like you have one at home and then evaluate it on like, okay, well, here's the scripture. And then what you read afterwards is this person's opinion Yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. Like, well, this is what I think that means. Uh, <laughs> careful. Yeah. Careful. Yeah, read the broader context. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> there are some good ones there and so maybe we could say do your research yeah right like instead of saying right well them maybe all, next time we should really come good. actually if we're going to do something like this we should actually have some good resources yeah we, we'll can, post, we can post some okay. we can post some with the like online okay. you know like here's some that we recommend well we will okay we will we will post some recommended yes. devotionals good idea yes <laughs> Or just I'll pick a day and I'll meet you uh, at you know a Christian bookstore and you'll just walk and I'll just it walk through it together and you can pick them Ooh, up and I'll be like no now we'll know how many mm, listeners no. we have because yeah. I'll all be emailing you you I'll can have like, a little group no, at the no, bookstore no. you'd be like what about this pink one no <laughs> and don't just think because something's popular that it's good yes there's lots of stuff that can be really popular for a season and it isn't necessarily yeah and founded and the other thing yeah. is um, we just want as in, when you read scripture, there's going to be moments that you're encouraged, moments that you're challenged, moments that you're convicted. Um, it should have, well, scripture gives you all those things, the whole counsel of God. It doesn't just give you the encouraging words. It doesn't just give you the warm fuzzies. It gives yeah. you all the range of what you need to grow in your faith. And yeah. so that would be our encouragement. Mm-hmm. But that is our time. It's up for episode number 10. Woo-hoo, 10. So we will see you next time. Bye.